Sounds good. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am your co-host, one half of the dynamic duo, the vet of the group, Dwight at 517-2214. Join again, as I am every week with the Brains of the Operation, Young Prodigy, Young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. How are you feeling, family? Uh, I'm feeling feeling much better than I was maybe like six hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how are you feeling? Man, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm uh, it, it's funny. Uh, I could say the Mavs got me sick or made me sick, but I legitimately got sick after the game. So I'm a little under the weather, but I'm gonna power through it. Um, but strangely enough, I feel better about us winning the series. Like yesterday sucked, but I feel good. <laughs> Yeah, feel good. Yeah, we'll we'll get into all yeah. that. So, um, around the NBA, you know, we're gonna start with the other playoff series. Um, last week, you know, we kind of gave our predictions how we saw these series playing out, and I said I ain't gonna hold you. I don't know if you keep a record, but I think your boy about to go eight for eight. So, getting into the ones that are pretty much packed up, pretty much done and over with, pretty much cooked um we got the nets um the nets i don't know if they're gonna take the broom but this shit over with uh the bulls who we pretty much predicted to take the broom maybe losing five that's a thing that's about to happen um the your boy the joker i'm not gonna hold you i thought they would Put up a little better fight than this. I felt like a hard five, six game series. I mean, right now, yo, kid. I mean, I'm not watching, but Street's saying he's going nuts, and I'm looking at the score. He might take this one. He okay, like okay, okay. This I, I'm be keeping tall. I'm not watching. I'm not watching it either. But if my boy going out, yo, kid's my boy though. I might turn it on in the background. No, nah, you good. You good. Turn it on because I'm curious. Yeah, like, I hear he. Uh, he got like 18 now, and we in the first. <laughs> so he he not trying to get swept no nah, no nah, he trying to avoid that broom and the thing is uh, the warriors will play with their food enough to to allow it to happen too low-key they should have lost last game if we're being honest so oh yeah yeah it is what it is but is there anything i mean in those series that kind of stood out to you that because I, I don't really want to get into the details of all of them because all of them except for that that series i felt played out how the most of the world thought they would play out um yeah what do you think yeah i would have to agree i mean the bull series i mean good on them for taking a game um i think most people had it in a sweep um i mean it's the bucks we probably should have you know said five anyway because the bucks mm-hmm. you know you've said it the bucks do this every year <laughs> they yeah, just they're... lose the game in the first round a game that you're like why did they lose that game mm-hmm. but um that's yeah that series is going like most we've predicted DeRozan you know he lost his mind in game two but that was about it for DeRozan he does this every year um Levine it kind of sucks Levine um his first playoff series he was kind of injured um but you know they I mean the Bulls this was never their year to do anything even though they made all the big moves this wasn't the year they need to retool like the roster wasn't ready to um even with you know Lonzo's injury and all that the roster still even if Lonzo played the roster still wouldn't have been ready to do anything so um they'll re- retool in the summer they're in that, their first priority obviously is to re-sign Zach um he'll be a free agent so um they'll take care of that 
and go from there. Um, in terms of, yeah, this Warriors um, Nuggets series, yeah, with, you know, Jamal and BJ, none of them playing, like, this is going, I, I, did I say five or six? I can't remember what, um, what the I, think, I, I don't remember. I think we both, I know I said five or six. We need to put hard, hard and fast uh, okay. predictions on the games, but I, I distinctly remember saying five or six. Yeah, because I remember, I couldn't remember if I said six or five, because I, I didn't put sweet because, like, or say sweet because I figured Jokic was going to take at least a game. Yeah. Um, and this might be the game <laughs> that he's taking. We don't know. It's not, it's not close to being over yet, so we'll have to see, but He's either being swept, or I think he'll, even if they win tonight, I think next game is, they're done. Um, But at the end of the day, no Murray, no MPJ. It's Jokic, and I, I won't even say a bunch of bums. It's just Jokic and a not good enough team. So that that is what it is. Um, And the other 3-1 series is Toronto-Philly. Um, that one, I mean, I, I know you picked... Toronto because you thought you know Harden was going to struggle all that. Oh no, I didn't. No, I did not. I said I said I wanted Toronto to win, but I distinctly said, "Bro, I'm not picking up. They're going to lose," and they did. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, oh, what I, you said I, was Harden was going to have a bad series. Yeah, and, and the other boys were cooked, which is yeah. kind of what's happening. Kind of what's happening here, but uh, I mean, yeah, that series. I mean, all the actual folks that were trying to pick like. You know, Toronto, that was just, they just, that was just hard and hate, you know, hard and beat hate. That was not more than that. Cause, um, yeah, the Toronto, come on. They weren't, I mean, granted, MB's a little limited right now. And it's like 3 1, and, you know, Doc Rivers. And there's, there, there's a very, very, very small chance <laughs> that Philly actually blows a 3 0 lead. But like I said, it's extremely small. It's, it's probably not going to happen. They, they don't have anybody for Embiid. So, um, that was really the whole, um, to me, consensus of that series. Um, but the one that we could probably get into a little bit more is Nets Celtics because I picked the Nets to win that. Um, not because of basketball reasons, because of you know me thinking KD was gonna, you know, lose his mind and pull it out. But they are down. Oh. <laughs> and KD is looking like me literally out there and if I was gonna you know use this series to pretty much boost his legacy I'm gonna use this series to demote his legacy actually so either way I was gonna win anyway but I am shocked like granted I know the Celtics can defend like obviously one of their best defenses um the best you know in the league and all that but like you just expect, you know, greats to, you know, figure it out or um, just basically lose their mind. Like, you know, when you watch KD, you're like, oh, yeah, you can't, you know, can't guard him. There's no defense for him. And most of the greats, like even if you have a great game plan, they break your game plan because they're just that great. I see that from KD and I'm not saying he's not great, but it's like, damn like like damn like you're telling me you can't like we're about to be four games deep in the series and you can't get your game off like at all like last game was his best game and he he shot he had 16 points how was your best game your 16 point game because he shot what six for 11 you took 11 shots <laughs> in a playoff game and that was your quote-unquote best game like that is crazy um 
I mean, shout out to the Celtics because this is not like the Nets losing. Like this is the Celtics beating them. And I felt like the Nets were in good spots. You know, after game one, you know, Kyrie went nuts and they lost on a, and KD played, you know, horribly and they lost on a buzzer beater. So you're thinking, okay, they may be in a good spot. And in game two, they had that huge lead. They lost it. And you're like, okay, well, okay, they had a lead at one point. And then, you know, it's just, they just can't get it together. The coaching is bad. Um, the schemes are bad. Their roster construction is bad. Um, and I know a lot of it, you know, was exacerbated by the fact that Ben couldn't play. But, like, yeah, <laughs> it's bad. And, I mean, that was just me giving, you know, KD too much credit um thinking that he could um you know try with this roster but like no matter who you were no matter who you were picking I don't think a sweep or even five games was in the realm of kind of possibility you know what I mean I don't think anyone was thinking this would be like a short series I think everyone was probably pretty like I said either way you were going I think it was either six or seven was kind of the main you know predictions right yeah, I, I yeah, I said six games. I, I didn't I didn't see this coming. Nobody saw this coming. Let's let's not <clears throat> I thought they would lose just man, they starting off three drumming and Seth Curry. You can't yeah. win. Like you can't win if you count on them dudes to play thirty minutes a night. It's just it's not a thing against a real team. And but I just didn't see it playing out like this. And I use this phrase a lot. I use it on this pod, I use it on the timeline, but this is very this is a time where it's extraordinarily appropriate. KD is folding. Like that's folding. Season on the line, you only shoot eleven times. Like, that's just nasty. And I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if he's tired and I get it. Um, it's something you brought up about how like when Luca and other players was going nuts in the bubble, how they had that break. So that encouraged certain people to go nuts. Um, and this was something one of the reasons why I didn't believe in the Nets as much, and one of the reasons why I ended up being wrong about the Warriors or in Clay Thompson is because like I knew KD didn't play that much last year coming off of Achilles. I didn't think Clay Thompson, he ended up coming back a lot later than everybody anticipated, but I didn't think the Warriors would be that good. But when you come back to this year, KD had to play. He had to play most of the games. Mm-hmm. And not only did he have to play because of Kyrie and his his thing, like he had to play hard minutes. He had to play heavy 40 minutes. a night. He was damn near 40 a night some nights. Like Yeah. And he's dude, he's an older I can't he, what, 33 now? I think he's like 33, yeah. Yeah. And or 34, <laughs> maybe. I don't yeah. Know. Either way it go, he's he's approaching mid-30s, and that's not old, but to play that heavier minutes at this phase of his career. And he's having to do it on both ends just to keep him afloat. Man, it wears on you. And K, uh, when it comes to Kyrie, he got Ramadan plus, hey man, buddy was playing once a week. <laughs> like up yeah. until recently. So you got Ramadan plus he not really used to playing every day like that. And it's just, then once you add in all the roster construction issues, like dog, they they, they got no wings, no wings whatsoever, no big wings, no no zero. Um, they they masquerading. I just I mean, there's times where they got K 
KD, Kyrie, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, and like Nate Claxton out there. And it's just like, what are we? Bro, I've seen Drogage, Seth Curry, Patty Mills on the floor at the same time. Yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, the, what the hell are we talking about? This is basketball. And, and they're poorly coached. So it's like you have all those issues and you don't have, like, you don't even have coaching to fall back on. <laughs> you no, know, they, like, don't, they, don't, they don't make any adjustments. They don't run any sets. Yeah. It's just <laughs> put those good players out there and hope they, hope they do well. Um, I'm not going to hold you. I don't care. Like, one, let me let me take it back. I'm not gonna say I don't care. I'm not reveling in KD's fall off, misery, embarrassment. But at the same time, I'm also not like, damn, this is messed up for KD. Just because I felt like I I, I say this on the timeline a lot, but like to me, there's like I call them the basketball guys, but it's just like you gotta be respectful of the game, right? You got to be respectful of the process. And I just don't feel like KD was respectful of the process. Him and Kyrie went to the Nets. They packed up Kenny Atkinson. I will never get over them getting Kenny Atkinson fired because he wanted to start Jared Allen over DeAndre Jordan. That was the net, that, like, dog, that was so nasty that they, I don't know how they even repent to the basketball gods or repent to the game for how nasty that was. And they just, they basically, DeAndre Jordan was their friend. Literally, that's it. They took a lot less money so he could get overpaid. And you deserve to lose when you do stuff like that. Because this is the league. This is basketball. It ain't, I want to play with my buddies. And they got a good coach fired. Didn't even get Jock Vaughn fired. They could have got Jock Vaughn hired. You know what I'm saying? They, they could have vouched for him to get that job. But no, they want to bring in Steve Nash because that was... KD's man back when he was in Golden State and and they don't feel like they have they need a head coach is what right. Kyrie said yeah yeah um you go back a lot of people been on the timeline talking about you know KD doesn't like the motion offense from Golden State and he was true to an extent but you know a lot of Warriors fans are dunking on KD because of it I really don't even want to I we got our own problems as Maverick fans so I'm not getting involved with that but Bro, you 33, you ain't invincible. You need somebody to get you some easy shots. You need somebody that can call up some shit and draw up some shit to get you some easy shots. And you don't got it. So uh, I feel sorry for them. But I do think they're going to be a problem next year because they'll have Benjamin back and they've got two first-round picks in the trade for him. But it just well, let me be clear because I don't know what the hell Kyrie. I wouldn't be shocked to Kyrie. I was about to say, yeah, I got a seat at this point because that's yeah. what I said about last year for this year. I was like, okay, yeah. this is gonna be the next next year because they need to retool. Uh, granted, no one could really see the stuff with James coming, <laughs> they would have yeah. fallen out so quickly, but still, like, I just think at this point, you just gotta, um, you just gotta see you know what happens with them because like you said it must be the basketball gods punishing them and to your point too I think um like KD does probably think he's a bit invincible in the sense mm-hmm. that like you watch him and his like body language in the series especially as the series has gone on is horrible like yeah. it's so bad like you see him like you can see him like clearly frustrated and in his comments and you could have you could tell from the game we played against them or when the Mavs went up against them and we doubled him basically all game and he was complaining about it he had a um a 
comment similar to that like yeah they're they're sending two with the ball they're sending two like bro this is basketball bro i know you're having the time of your life in golden state when curry was the one getting double teamed and you could have gotten your game off and all that and i know you were playing you know in okc with westbrook and all these you know different people but come on kd like it's, it's it's a new league you notice know not even new league like stars are gonna get doubled <laughs> like stars get doubled and you playing in the playoffs you the most you know you're the biggest offensive threat and to the opponent they're going to double you that just that's gonna happen you could tell he's so frustrated with it and um he just doesn't like it and that's partly because he just wants to iso <laughs> he just wants to iso and that's how he wants to get his game off but like at the end of the day, you have to recognize that, you know, good team, especially moving forward, if your team is not stacked, which it's not, and I doubt you will get another stacked team, even with Ben out there, like, teams are going to be doubling you, like, you, at this point, KD, you just got to get used to it, um, but you could tell, like, his body language is poor, and he, he is very frustrated. Yeah, you, I'm happy you brought that up after we, low-key, talking greasy about Dorian Finney's bag, Dorian Finney-Smith's bag, that's another affront to the basketball gods. Like, <laughs> like on the cool, that was lightweight some hater stuff. I, I, I forgot all about that until you brought it up. And it was, he was frustrated that he was getting double. Like he was yeah. annoyed that he was catching like aggressive schemes. It was like it really annoyed him. Like, how dare they try to win the game? And he did the right. same shit. Like with I forgot exactly what it I think it was after like game two. He said the same shit. He's like, Yeah, they're sending two to the ball. Every time I touch it, there's two guys there. Like he's this like he's annoyed yeah like, <laughs> the, like they like they like they, like they cheating the game by trying to double yeah. team kevin durant yeah like come on bro like yeah so kd and i saw a clip to this morning how um there was like no sign of ben or like Kyrie at shoot around and as soon as the media it opened up to the media kevin like left the court and this is stuff like that i'm like y'all are like like that's that's another thing um if you can't take um you know losses like this are adversity with grace to me it's an indictment on you too so remember when I was saying KD how you know greats when they're you know faced with adversity what would they do kind of thing KD not passing the test bro not to say like I said I'm not using this to say he's not a great an all-time great because he still is but in in terms of like like when you're looking at all-time greats, they're usually so close in terms of like accolades and stuff like that, that you really need to split hairs to, you know, kind of put one over the other kind of thing. This is something that you would look at, <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you're trying to compare like, you know, Katie to somebody else, like say a Katie to like a Larry Bird or something, you know what I mean? Like these little things, like how you respond to adversity or how you, um you know, do certain things or, you know, how you play when you're being tasked, um, with things that you're not comfortable with all of these things matter and honestly yeah, i'm a little disappointed it's not i'm not even a big kd person like brian's my favorite i'm not even a big you know huge kd fan but like oh my goodness i'm sorry bones highland is losing his fucking mind right now <laughs> i can't like oh for bones real highland, i'm sorry bones. he just hit like five threes uh, in a row <laughs> so, hey, hey, hey i'm gonna keep it real i'm gonna put it on my phone i'm, I'm yeah, sorry i'm sorry i said I'm i was sorry. nah you good you good people like the live reaction stuff so i know yeah i was they, trying they gonna get not it either way. i was as i was getting my thoughts together but like after he hit he hit like damn near a logo three just now like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah as i was saying yeah so kd needs to yeah yeah 
but um moving on to um so those are like kind of the series that are about to be over or pretty much are over moving into some of the tighter series now so i mean we'll save you know mavs jazz we'll talk about that um last but looking at the one of the more um oh i think we forgot to talk about um Atlanta Hawks. Oh, <laughs> man, they, ain't, they ain't nothing to talk about with this. They ain't nothing to talk about there. I mean, I'm, uh, I mean, Trey getting locked up, that's, that's to be expected, especially with Spo. Yeah, Trey is going to have a tough series. This is going to be a tough series for Trey. Um, shout, shout, I will say, shout out to Bogey. Bogey's oh, yeah. been a flamethrower. Like, that's the only reason why this up. series ain't over. He stepped up. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I. Um, DeAndre Hunter, two people were, he had a down kind of year this year. And I'm not saying he's a world beater in the playoffs, but he stepped up his game too. Every time I watch, he be having great games. So yeah, yeah, they they kind of the same thing. They fell off. You know what it is. You know what it was. But they, yeah. you know, they got some ammunition. They can get a lot better. Or yeah, and they will. They I can, think they can yeah. fold. I, you know, hey, low key, Bones Highland. I'm watching these highlights now. He is mixing like these ain't. You see him? Yeah. yeah like, this, this this ain't dribble handoffs off Jokic. This is I am giving y'all buckets. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. They have 17? Oh my gosh. Yes, that's why I was like, I was trying my best, but after that, <laughs> that local three, I was like, nah, he's actually like losing his like mind right now. Okay. But, um, okay, moving on, moving on. What we got? Atlanta, yeah, that Atlanta Miami game, that ain't gonna be nothing. They done. They cut. Yeah, they're done too. Yeah, but they um We'll, we'll see. We'll see um, what happens with these series. But, okay, so getting into the real tighter series, um, kind of want to talk about um, Grizzlies Wolves because that's one of the more interesting ones. And I think people felt that way even before it started, too. You know, two young teams, you know, young stars. Um, neither team, you know, has done, you know, pretty much anything in the playoffs <laughs> recently. Right. Um, hasn't won a series, none of that. So it's just, you know, fresh, young, fresh legs to see in the playoffs. And I mean, it's been it's been pretty much what you'd expect, you know, two two at this point. Um, and anyone, I mean, I know you said you thought the Grizzlies were gonna do it in like five or six or something like that. But I predict a longer series just because the Timberwolves are just too. I use the word twitchy, and honestly, I don't know why, but that's just the word that, that to me like that just best describes the Timberwolves. Yeah. They're just so like hard to predict and very chaotic like you know one game they could look like legit like the best team in the league and then like the next game they're showing their age you know by just doing a bunch of dumb stuff so um I just think um this series got interesting and you know you got trash talking both ways and people are doing too much I want to say people just have been doing too much about it because you have on one hand you have people saying yeah the league everyone's too friendly everybody's friend everyone friendly all this and then on the other hand when it's not even like crazy trash talking it's like trash talking all good fun and people calling that corny and all that and i'm like what, what do we all want and people are saying oh well um you know i just have an issue with people talking trash if they can't back it up i'm like what are you talking about backing what up <laughs> like these are two young teams in the playoffs you know this is like their first like playoff runs i know memphis was there last year but you know what i mean like yeah. go 
an early playoff. Like, what are what are these teams? What should they be proving to you that they could win a chip this year? Like, that's like, come on, man. Like, I think people just need to let the young guys have fun. They're not doing anything too crazy. Like, come on, man. They're not. It's not like they're even on the court, like fighting or you know. This is like trash talking. All good fun. Oh yeah, the Nets quit. Now they're listening. Ben Simmons is out for Game Four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so they quit. But um yes, I just think um that's one of the more um exciting series. The fact that um Minnesota they blew that game. They could have like they could have folded. They could have th- and honestly, I thought they were. Yeah, but um I, I just think the, the series is interesting now. Now it goes back to Memphis for game five. And I mean Memphis they to me, if I look at the entire series as a whole, I think the Timberwolves have outplayed Memphis to this point. You, you're saying that with like some down your voice? No, nah, fam, you 100% right. Yeah, I think they've outplayed them to this yeah, point. I don't know if it's because, have have they came on after us every single time? Um, a couple times, not every single time. Okay, I feel like there's, I've watched every game in this series somehow. They're the us our series i think they came right before us one time and then okay. right after us somehow some way i've watched all four games and you're 100 percent right and the thing is the way they're doing it was not how i saw it playing out like i didn't think ant would be ready i didn't think he'd be up to the challenge yet d'angelo russell like i said it you know that's kind of the guy on my list for someone whose game i don't like you know he had been destroying the grizzlies and I was just like, if he does that, they got a decent chance. And he's kind of stuck. And it's still 2-2, and they've outplayed him. Cat ain't even played well. They just – I have no idea who's going to win that series. I really don't because you said it best where you were like, the Timberwolves are twitchy and, like, the, the, <laughs> the Grizzlies are too. Both these teams are doing such stupid stuff in the moment to where it's just like if they had – if there was just a 30-year-old who could dribble – on either team that ain't Pat Bev, because Pat Bev is erratic too on the cool. Like he'd be trying to play that role, but like Pat Bev, that ain't you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if, if they had someone that could just calm everybody down, like I hate to bring this dude up, but like Bojan Bogdanovic, like just that would help both of those teams so much because they just, I don't know who's going to win. I, I feel like Timberwolves have outplayed them. But I just don't know if John Moran is going to keep stinking like this at home because I've seen him play well in the playoffs last year, and he's he's been a brick. But then again, the Timberwolves kind of – it was and it's also crazy because, like, the Timberwolves are defending him well, but the Timberwolves are, like, up and running too. It seems like it'd be nuts to try to run with Memphis, and they're doing it. That's what I was – see, that's exactly what I said. Remember I said – You did. Advantage throughout the season was that they're just uh, athletic and they can't outrun everybody. I said Timberwolves can match that, so it gets uh. tricky. They can match it. They can match it, and that's that's where the issue lies. But if you look at the um, numbers, we're waiting for Ja to turn up. Ja been ass. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally looking at it right season. now. Oh, I didn't know it was the whole season. I didn't know it was the whole season. I'm just looking at the playoff numbers. Oh, the playoffs. I mean, he's been at no, but if you look at the season numbers too, his one of his some of his worst performances are again. Mm. Mm-hmm, the Wolves. Mm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Interesting. 
yeah so it's like um hey you know it can really get interesting like if if he doesn't pick it up and the wolves keep you know just keep what they're doing because you know some of the games they lost is you know execution stuff and you know stuff like that so if they you know if cat keeps being aggressive because people have been on cat you know and yeah. that's why i was like um Ooh, shit. yeah that's why i was like um upset with people not upset but that's why i didn't want people talking too much about utah because when you give people like bulletin board materials like you can't give these athletes bulletin board materials especially the ones that you know have shame yeah people were on cat on cat you know he had a you know what was it i think he had like 15 or like 11 points i think it was like 11 points and um his team once so no one talked about it and he had eight points when they lost and people were on him and now he came out with 33 so if he has still has that motivation to where i don't care like you're double me or whatever i'm gonna keep being aggressive and all that it could be in trouble they could be in trouble because if cat if cat is the best player in the series like wolves are winning yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like memphis is the better team but when memphis is the better memphis's advantage is um like their depth not just their athleticism and all that but it's their depth depth too so they got a deep bench and all that and i don't i gotta um see the rotations these past few games i know in the first two games taylor jenkins was still playing like 10 deep <laughs> you know he was still going 10 deep all that but that can work against you sometimes um and if you take out if you're if, if taylor jenkins is tightening his rotation um that's you know eliminating a bit of their strength so if if cat is the best player in a series i just don't see how the how memphis wins because that's another another person who's been skating by with no slander in the series fucking jaron jackson jr where is he no no i as I, I, I literally have his stats pulled up do you know what they are He's averaging. I actually don't 10, know. I know he's been blocking, but I don't know. He he is averaging ten points a game, oh, six brother. six rebounds on thirty seven point eight, thirty one point six splits. He's ass. He's mm -hmm. he's averaging three blocks though. I That's what I'm he, saying. I know he's been blocking. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think he's averaging three blocks. But my boy, ten. This is Dwight Powell. This is Dwight Powell with Lucas stuff. I was about like, to say, now, don't even disrespect Dwight Powell like that, because Dwight Powell will never, would never ever shoot thirty-seven percent from the field. That's one thing about Dwight Powell. Like he's going, he's going. When he touches, if he get it towards the basket, yeah, yeah. you're right. Like this is shameful. Well, they, they, mm. This is this is. has got more slender, and Porzingis was better last year, and they're uh, in the same role. Oh, oh, oh! I'm getting to the Porzingis who's letting the Mavericks down we're gonna get to that boy because there's well, a guy I'm gonna create a toxic dialogue I'm glad we oh got there's a guy time. on the Mavericks that is flat out worse than him and when we need him most and he ain't showing up anyway yeah uh Jaron Jackson Jr and this is an, as an aside I kind of I'm gonna spring this on you live Who's been most disappointing? What are two or three players that have just totally let you down based on what you had? Not getting in, came to play for the Mavericks. Who have, who have really disappointed you? Because I feel like Jaron Jackson Jr. low-key has stunk both playoff runs. Been a, a disaster. I didn't really have expectations because he's young. But see, I gave him a, 
passed last year because it was close to when he remember he came back like yeah from the like before the season ended yeah, yeah so I was giving him that pass but this year there's no pass like you've been playing all year like you've been you know like this is not and it's not like granted the Wolves defense has improved and I mean I'm sure I haven't I haven't been paying close attention to the matchups but I'm assuming Vando has been on him so or it's either Vando or Jaden McDaniels on oh, Vanderbilt sorry um I mean, both of them been cooking. I mean, he ain't doing nothing against anybody who's on the court, so. Yeah, but he presents, like I said, this is why I've always been hesitant with um, Triple J because he he presents the same problem as Porzingis in the sense that he's he's really more of a finesse kind of big. And if you put the right kind of players on him, like, you know, wings, like like a, you know, McDaniels or a, um Vanderbilt, that it could get like you can take him out <laughs> you know take him out the game offensively um I mean he's doing something that Porzingis didn't do last playoff and that's box shots <laughs> um but other than that they're gonna need more from him offensively because his leap or his offensive even though he's he was cons- inconsistent all year but still his offensive um contributions were what helped Memphis make that leap. And right now, I mean, damn, Desmond Bain been the best player for Memphis in this series. Uh, I, I, you know, I always give the young boys grace, you know, they first two playoff runs. Because mm-hmm. it, 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 that's the way it usually works. You know, Luke and them boys kind of broke people's brains. Luke and Trey, and that's not how it's supposed to work. So, I mean, you know, when he stunk the first time, because he ain't, he ain't really play like that. He wasn't as important as he as he is now to them last year. He stunk that first game. I think he went like six for 19, six for 18. I was like, damn, Desmond Bain gonna stink. It is what it is. But yeah. ever since then, boy, they they would be down 3-1. He's been by far the best player. Oh, by it, far. It's not even close. And the thing is, it's not, you know, he's a, he's a shooter. No, man, he's creating his shots. He's not just standing in the corner waiting for Jai to kick it out to him. He's handing out buckets. It's it's he's impressive, man. I don't want to. Uh, I feel he breaks Mavs fans' brains, so I don't want to get into it too much. But man, he's a, just as a basketball player, he's good. Hey, bro, the Nuggets fold. Oh yeah, they. Yeah, this is yeah. this ain't even like good basket. This is a full job. This is. We just making mistakes. Anyway, yeah, Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain's been that guy. He's been impressive. He uh he really, really has. I I didn't see this out of him. I didn't even know this was in his bag in a high leverage situation, but I feel like he's like the I won't say the only adult on the team, but he he makes winning plays and he's only in his second year. And I feel like You've been calling the Minnesota twitchy or erratic. Both teams are, and I feel like he's the only dude that's just calm. Like, bad shots don't come out of his hands. Crazy passes don't come out of his hands. Stupid fouls he don't commit. The, the ref stunk yesterday, by the way, on both ways. But he, he's just a, he's a legit, solid, steady presence. He really is. Yep, but um, I mean, we could briefly talk about the final series before we get to Jazz Mavs, uh, which is Pelican Suns. I mean, that one, you yeah. think there's nothing to talk about, but it, it, it's a little, I mean, I don't even want to say it's a little interesting now with um Booker out because, I mean, Chris Paul can still get it done, yeah. you know, with the rest of the team. But um, 
hey, Booker's out. I mean, the Pelicans are, they're not as twitchy as the Timberwolves. I wouldn't call them twitchy, but they're very, um, you know, wild card. You know, if Brandon Ingram, you know, loses his mind um, and has, you know, plays like the best player on the floor, you know, the Pelicans can win the games. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could craft an argument that in a, what is it? It's 2-1, right? Mm-hmm. So they got at least two more games, probably three, four. I mean, you could argue that Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum could outplay CP3. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible, but yeah, I don't, the Suns are just better. Um, but the Pels, they don't quit. That's one thing about the Pels, Willie Green, he does not allow them to give up in a game. Um, and it's one of the more, like people thought it was gonna be a snooze fest of the series, but it's, it's been one of the more like interesting series as far as um game to game like yeah. this goes. Yeah, yeah, and to, to kind of touch on one of the points, I think you were kind of hitting at. Um, it was gonna be interesting even if Devin Booker played. Like it wasn't like they was just blowing him out the water. Does that make sense? Like they was playing Devin Booker. They was playing those boys with Devin Booker, even with him cooking. He was playing them pretty legit. So I, I think I don't want to, man, I don't even want to speak it into the universe. I'll just say whoever the Suns play next round, if they advance, CP3 having to carry the load and guard, um, like they're kind of targeting him as well, offensively or defensively. So he's getting targeted defensively. And he's having to carry like a scoring scoring playmaking load, like he probably hasn't had to do in a while. Man, that's good for whoever they get next. I'm just gonna say that. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I want to get ahead of myself. Yeah. Um. It could. Yeah. I. I mean, I want the Pelicans to pull off, you know, a miracle upset because it just makes if we were to move past the first run, it makes our lives easier. <laughs> you know, in terms of making a big run, not to say we would automatically just beat the Pelicans, but if you're telling me I get a choice between the Pelicans and the Suns, I'm taking right, that. Because right. <laughs> like, Booker is going to come back. I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that, that's right. that. Um, but moving on to, you know, finally Mavs Jazz. Um, this is what most of you are probably here for. Right. Um, so the series is at 2-2 now. Um, and honestly, just thinking about that like not even talking you know thinking about last night's loss or anything like that that is a good spot to be in like when we talked last week about um you know us potentially having to you know start the series with Luca missing you know games and stuff like that two two if he were to like thinking about if he missed like the first three games like or missed the first um yeah three games or yeah two two is a good record or two one that we were before um he came back yeah. That was a huge win. <laughs> like yeah. that was just a huge win. So if you were to say, yeah, Luca only played in one game and the Mavs are two two, that is a win. Granted, like I said, circumstances make it a bit different, but just looking at it like that just makes it a win. Um, but thinking about just I guess the series is the series this series is a bit weird because you we played what a good amount of games, like three games without Luca. We played <laughs> one game without Luca, and now we're gonna get like a best of three series now basically so it's 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 a been a bit weird so i guess we can start talking about like the first series which was um us you know a mavericks team without luca versus the jazz 
and man them boys did fantastic like there was stuff that could be cleaned up it wasn't perfect all that but at face value for what they did three games two to one they were fantastic just fan they did everything you needed them to do brunson man <laughs> brunson played for his money i know that's right he's going to get his money and i love that for him um we'll get into dinwiddie i'll leave him alone for right now but um maxi 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 we've talked about maxi and how he needed to take 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 your victory lap you you've been saying it for months you've saying it for months and then you specifically mentioned it a week ago he's the key to all this take your victory lap get your shine (laughs) i will i will i will um (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm not gonna but now for real for real for real i it's just it's i don't even think it's like like to be like I just think okay I think this like Maxi being the x-factor I think that should have been like expected just because of his skill set and what he does right but there's one thing of expecting him to be the x-factor and him actually being the x-factor and that was always the problem that he never fulfilled that role when you needed him to and he did that granted you know his foul trouble has really killed him you know in games three and four and his he's cooling down on his shot but eight for 11 in a game right i'm sorry you get a little bit of a pass <laughs> you know in your yeah. subsequent game. and i mean if we keeping it tall man them files one five we got a shit whistle yesterday oh we did get a bad whistle yesterday but we were fouling a lot as well yeah. like we it was like both like we were fouling od and we got a bad whistle <laughs> like that's how you end up with 42 free throws when you foul a lot and you get a bad whistle but um I just think um, just, just Max, just, like, they just did well. But and, Spencer, let's talk about Spencer. He's just been a, such a disappointment. And it's like, I mean, it's easier to stomach than Porzingis because, one, Spencer isn't making $30 million. So, so it's like, yeah, you stink, but shit, at least you're stinking on $18 million and not $30 million. And believe me, it makes a difference. Um, you know, Spencer, like, Porzingis is stinkers for being on, third, what, $32 million? That hurts more. But I just, like, I'm waiting for the Spencer game, but the Jazz is just not his matchup. And I I want I want to, um, you know, I want us to advance, not just because we're advancing, but just so he can, you know, redeem himself a bit because um, – I'm thinking, oh, his numbers, you know, should normalize. But what if they're not going to normalize for this series? What if it's next series that, you know, the regression or the progression to the mean, you know, happens? We need to get to next series for that to happen. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like last year. If we moved on to face, who would we have faced again? The Jazz, right? Yeah, if we had moved on to face the Jazz. And, you know, Porzingis probably would have had, you know, better numbers we probably would have I'm not saying the outcome would have been you know different in terms of us winning moving on to Western Conference Finals or whatever the case is but Porzingis probably would have played better and just him playing better it probably we could have probably gotten you know a better deal for him you know had we moved him you know because the last thought of him in the playoffs wouldn't have been him averaging like what 13 (laughs) you know against the Clippers it would have been whatever he did against the Jazz which I anticipate would have been better you know what I'm saying so I'm hoping we advance so that spent like no one is thinking about Spencer averaging 
like what 16 on 31 percent shooting that's disgusting <laughs> that's just disgusting and you know it is what it is but um two two we can I mean you can get in your thoughts um about you know what the other guys did without Luca how, how did you feel I know we've both been preaching um you know this is not a horrible team without Luca so I know yeah. you know you it, felt vindicated as well yeah I, I felt pretty vindicated you listen to me you check my timeline you know I've been passionate these dudes ain't bombs without Luca you motherfuckers talking about we gonna get swept without Luca all that other goofy shit to me it's I love Luca. He's a good player, but there's some dick riding that happens with him that just makes me uncomfortable at times because these other dudes are good basketball players. Uh, specifically, Jalen Brunson. Once again, you follow me on the timeline, you listen to this, you know how Jalen's my guy. He is. So to see him do this, and it's cool when you root for it, but like, dog, the season was on the line. Like, season was on the fucking line and for him to show up when he did and as i'm watching the rest of the playoffs like his like yesterday was quote unquote a bad game for him game one was quote unquote a bad game for him bro that's just what demar DeRozan, john morant and the rest of the, so a couple other dudes that's gonna make the all nba team that's just what they doing that's staying that's literally they're worse than that these playoffs so and you could even some of the dudes on the heat they up 3-1 but they they putting up bricks so for Jalen to, to come out and prove it I guess show other people like it feels good because I, I feel like me and you kind of been preaching this from the mountaintops like dog it ain't that dude can go he can go so it's good for him to see it's good to to see what it is um shout out to Maxi. I didn't see that coming uh, I didn't Honestly, I felt he played better, but I didn't. I mean, the game, game three, those weren't butt naked threes. Game two, them shits was butt naked for the oh. most part. Like they was just like they saw they watched the same shit we've been watching, and they wasn't guarding him. They was guarding his ass. Uh, game three, and he was flashed him with dudes sitting on his lap, and I was like, "Oh, you acting, you acting real unfamiliar right now." And I was happy for him because Maxi, Maxi, and even Dwight will get into Dwight breaking the free throws, but those dudes take a lot of shit from the fan base. And even with Dwight breaking the free throws yesterday, um, I'm just watching the dudes that other people swear is better than Maxi and Dwight shit on themselves all in this playoffs, basically get rendered unusable. And it's just like, oh, those dudes are decent players. Now, Dwight, Dwight's usefulness is is rendered kind of mute on an offensive end, you know, without Luca and with Rudy Gobert out there. But don't get the shit twisted, bro. Dwight's still playing good defense. Um, he is. He's played deep, solid defense this whole series. It's just you can't have him on the floor with two nine shooters. He can't be on the floor with Josh Green offensively. Um, I, you know. I felt really, really good about this series. I felt like, I think I predicted it would be 2-2 and I didn't have Luca coming back until game five and we would beat them in six. So everything's happening according to plan for me. It's just Luca came back a game early and we, <laughs> we lost that game. But, you know, I've rewatched every single game. Um, I've rewatched all of Jalen's possessions 
Um, I've rewatched all of Spencer's possessions. And I think Jalen's going to be fine. I think Jalen might give you another 30 ball. Um, you know, when people say, oh, Bogdanovich was giving Jalen problems. He, I'm not really. He was giving problems getting up, getting in. The play was starting late, but Jalen's getting where the fuck he wanted to go. He got Jalen was just missing shots. Yeah, yeah. Missing shots. And there's something if you watch Jalen enough, because there are games where I can tell the defender is giving Jalen problems. This is gonna sound weird, but it's the way Jalen misses when the defender is giving him problems, and that like. I just distinctly remember when Gary Payton the second was guarding him. He was giving him fucking problems. He was. Like, them bricks was off the backboard. It just didn't look like that. Game one, the reason I was so confident we still would be good was it just looked like how Jalen looked yesterday. The only concern I have, I don't know about his back. I don't know about his back because in pregame uh, for yesterday's game, he got a, his, his shit's wrapped up. You know, his shit, if it's important enough, they got like a medical device on it. It's a problem. And I rewatched his last three shots. He airballed it, smoked a layup. I mean, these were shots he made. He got his back in the game making them shits and maybe whatever they shot him up with wore off and that shit started hurting him. That's the concern I have. But, you know, I, I, I like where we at. Um to me, just from a coaching perspective, like we've, from a process perspective, we've got everything we wanted. It didn't work out every single time, but we've pretty much got everything we wanted. And when they've beat us, it's been, cause they made extraordinarily hard shots or we fucked up. Does that make sense? Yeah, yesterday they didn't beat us. We lost the game. Yeah. One, like it was just like game one, you could just say we missed Good looks. That's just what happened. Game one, we missed good looks. If you want to say they beat us in game one, they beat us. You know, Royce and O'Neal hit a um, big dagger. They beat us. Fine. But last game, we beat ourselves. Like, that's literally what happened. We beat ourselves. And and the refs, they help. Real talk. They help. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I can't say that. Like, I, I I can't say the ref argument. Like, I watched, like, I, I even re- went back to rewatch some of the position. Like, we were fouling a lot. A lot for, like, you can say a lot of them were touch fouls. Um, and touch fouls do annoy me in, in the playoffs a lot. But, like, if we're talking about, like, what is a foul and all that, like, we fouled a lot. <laughs> like, we did foul a lot. Now, were every single one of them fouls? No, no. Especially, you know, a couple on Maxi weren't fouls, you know, and stuff like that. And you could say, um, like it didn't necessarily go both ways because I agree with that because Boyan was hand checking the whole game. Mm. But what I was um I said it on um you guys check it out, but um I by slightly his um YouTube ch- channel. I said it earlier um today, but I'll say it again here that um in playoff games, especially not even just playoff games, but regular season two, like it, the NBA will never admit to it. Um, but it's a thing that happens that the home team gets the more favorable favorable calls usually not every time it happens but usually the home team gets the more most favorable calls and I feel like that's been the case kind of in the series you know um last especially last game like they were getting a lot of favorable calls you could you know talk about the elbow to you know Powell that didn't get called all that and you know to me the biggest thing was just Boyan's hand checking and just handsiness you know what I mean like that if in game five I don't think he's gonna get away with that 
don't know. He's not going to get away with the constant grabbing and hand checking and holding. He's not going to get away with that. So I think if he tries to start the game aggressive and they call, you know, a foul or two, he's going to tone that shit down. And, you know, it's just going to look a little different. And the crowd is not going to be in his head cheering for him doing all that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, um, I just chalk it up to the fact that, yeah, we were on the road and we, and uh, people are talking about the free throw disparity. We were purposely like we were hack-a-shacking Gobert yeah we were (laughs) we were we were so it's like yeah they shot like an absurd amount of free throws it was just a combination of all those things like us hacking Gobert us fouling a lot them getting you know the better whistle at home it was just you know all those things so that's why I can't and with that all of that being said we still like lost by one we gave them the game so that's why like even talking like the more I talk about this the more I feel better about it just because like you said we we kind of have done what we've wanted <laughs> like this entire series it's just now we have to be more precise about you know execution because now it's it's the best out of three series so you got to tighten up you know with certain things and you can't um you know lose a game like you did last night you can't let games slip away like you have to execute now so I I think um I think moving forward, um, I mean, Kid has outcoached Snyder to this point, I will say. Um, yep. I haven't even been close, really. Like, he uh, kind of lapped him. Running circles around his ass. Yeah, he kind of lapped him in terms of the coaching. And, I mean, I still think the teams are similar. Like, you could say the Mavs probably have a better all-around team, but they're still kind of similar, right? And to me, if your teams are similar, um, it's it comes down to who's the better player. And Spider, you know, his point totals have been, looks good, you know, on surface value, you know, 30 points. Well, he, I don't even know his full average. What is it, like 33 points, 32 points at this point. Um, but that boy not shooting that ball well. because, <laughs> And granted, I'm waiting for his numbers to normalize low-key, and I'm afraid for it next game um, or maybe the game after because he's – I just – I didn't know it was that bad, but he's 8 for 40 from three. I know. No matter what we're doing, there's no way he could be eight for forty. You know what I mean? So that number, it just it has to normalize at some point, right? Like you know, that's that's what I think about, and I'm afraid for it. But because we have Luca, we have Luca. Like Luca came back, that thirty and fourteen was cute, but that was not the best. That was far from the best game or yeah, one of the. Yeah, games. there there were there was some adjustments. You know, he's rusty. He hadn't played in two weeks. He turned the ball over. Yeah. Yeah, so that was far from the best. So I, so any if if a Donovan Mitchell game happens, I trust Luca to match that, especially if it's Game Five. There's mm-hmm. no way. And if it happens, I'm gonna need to talk about Luca a bit, honestly, because you can't let a star that you're better than come into your house and outplay you in a playoff game. So um, if the Mitchell game were to happen next game, I think Luca would match it. And that's another thing too. I I don't like we don't just let stars like just drop forty on us. I feel like if he gets it going, we're gonna send traps at some point, um, too. So that's that. Not that's just thinking about scheme wise, but um, I just think we have overall we have more adjustments to go to. Like I said, this is we're coming on to pretty much like a new series, and the Jazz. Like, what more adjustments can they make? You yeah, know, even and, huge adjustments last game, we still had to give them the game yeah, for them to win. And, and, and that one, we were on the road. We were yeah, on the road. They were at home. So it's like, 
when we go back home, like, what else is there for them to do? Yeah, like, and, and even that Boyan picking up full court, like, that shit's cute, but you still a 32, 33-year-old white man with questionable athleticism. That shit's going to grind you down eventually. Well, it hurt his offense. I've seen yeah. Boyan open in the corner, and he missed it badly. Yeah, badly. So, Boyan's like, not missing that on a regular, you know, basis. He's uh, him out. Yeah, and I feel like that was his best shot. Um, to me, you know, they probably gonna throw it to Rudy some more, but like they threw that alley for the game winner to Rudy. To me, that was a miscommunication. I don't think they met. They weren't supposed to send two to the ball in that situation. That's oh, it wasn't miscommunication. I think too. Yeah, like they, Donovan Mitchell hadn't played well enough to where trapping him in that situation was justified. And I think they just lost Rudy, and that's the only reason why I get free. I've heard people say now they're gonna throw it to Rudy, and we're gonna he's gonna hurt us. If we fucking lose because they feed Rudy Gobert, God, you know what? We deserve to lose and fuck this team. Like, he's not that guy. He's just not. And I just can't see – I just don't know. I can't see a team winning with running offense through Rudy Gobert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not like, – To get him touches, but to, like, run the game through him, that's different. Uh, that's what I understand. Yeah. Like, and then, like, and then, someone is different from just throwing them a couple – like, giving them a couple touches. Yeah, and also something that, you know, we'll talk about this later on, maybe probably in the postseason, but Doug, you don't get live plays consistently in the playoffs. So everyone that's talking about Rudy Gobert, Luca would help him average third 20. Yeah, you he will put up 20 against the fucking Pistons and the Houston Rockets and the shitty defense playing um Los Angeles Lakers. You're not fucking doing that shit in the playoffs with the money on the line. It's not it's just it don't work like that. Teams will file his ass and put him at the free throw line. Or they just would fucking block the lob. Like, good teams that have mobile bigs. That happened in game two. They, yeah. they, I remember, Gobert got yeah. an alley And in the next play, they ran the same play. And, and Dorian blocked the lob. Yeah. <laughs> they blocked the so lob. Just, just, good teams don't give up rim runs. Um, <laughs> I love I love the reason why I think DeAndre Aiden is about to get the bag. And I'm happy he bounced back is because when you throw it to him on a short roll or you try to run a pick and roll with him and that lob ain't there and you throw it to him at the front of the rim, he has the skill to score anyway. And Rudy is the exact opposite of that. So we got to cut the shit on the discussions about his offensive skill. I feel like what he would do here as a Maverick when it matters most, because we're past the point as a team of cute, regular season shit like as we're about to get into the spencer conversation but we're past the point of regular having regular season players if you can't play in the playoffs you can't you can't be on the roster and that yeah. like for, for young players i'll somewhat give them grace you know what i'm saying that's why when everybody was shitting on Jalen, i'm like dog this is his third year in the league last year like why are y'all writing the First playoff series. First playoff series. Like, did we really doing this? Shit was stupid. Um, and with Spencer, I'm going the other way. Like, dog, he's 29. He has been in the league a really, really long time. He's played in the playoffs before. He wasn't that great. God bless him. You know, it was a different role, but it was somewhat similar. Now nah, it was about the same role he got here. Third guard off the bench. I think D'Lo might have got hurt. I don't remember the exact details, but when he was with the Nets, 
back in uh when he when they made the playoffs in 18 19 like he wasn't burning the house down and you know before the playoffs started people was like spencer's gonna save us in the back of my mind i'm thinking this ain't the series for him because of the drop you brought it up how he's like kind of herky-jerky he's like he, he's just not a drop coverage player you know what i'm saying he's not hyper efficient and hyper decisive on the middies and when to attack you know that's just not his game he if like i would even i wouldn't be shocked if if we do advance he plays well against the suns because they they don't play drop as much they, yeah, that's what i was they saying switch like, more I think stuff. His numbers would probably normalize like right but 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 this series ain't him and the thing that's bothering me is like man he's just folding and oh he's he's playing bad and it's not it's the way he's playing bad like hey dog um rudy's not in the game go to the hole go to the hole every single time the defense they can't guard nobody no one on their roster can guard you or anybody for that matter that can dribble so go to the hole and they and try to finish at the rim if you don't get the foul call you know what so be it but they probably gonna collapse and you're gonna be able to kick it out to a shooter i just don't feel like he's doing that and the thing that I did not see coming at all, I didn't see this coming, SJ. Bro, they picking on him defensively. They are targeting him. And I just, I didn't, that one on my bingo card at all. I that coming, though. Well, not saw it. Okay. I shouldn't say I saw it coming, but I'm not surprised by it at all because, like, he's not good defensively. And people, like, he had the length yen. And, like, when he first came to me, and this is a good, um, especially moving forward, I'll really have this in the back of my mind for real, for real. Um, but post-trade deadline, like trades, you have to take some of the production with a grain of salt because, you know, motivations are different, especially when you're coming from a bad situation and going into a, you know, better situation, quote-unquote. So, like, what Spencer was doing, not even trying to say it was fake, um, but a little bit, you know, a little bit, a little, you know, some of it was a bit fake. So especially like his defense more so, not even his offensive production. But you know, he wasn't terrible on defense when he came here. You know, he was long. He's using you know his arms, all that, getting deflections, all that. But Spencer's not a great defender. He's never been, and you could say he was probably a bit more motivated to play you know harder defense when he first got here. But now you know he settled into his role. It's not as new. It's not as novel. And, you know, a lot of that um, extra motivation is not there anymore. And you see him for what he is. And that is not a great defender. And, I mean, watching the series both, you know, both ways, both people, you know, both teams have been trying to pick on each other's, you know, weakest defenders. You know, it even happened, um, you know, uh, last game. They tried to, you know, try to see what they could get with Luca a bit. Um, but, you know, how we play defense, it's, it's different. Like, you know, Finney Smith was trying to um, – it was like a switch and recover kind of thing where um, Utah thinks they got to switch with Luca, but um, Finney Smith switched back. I don't know what the proper term for that is, but I hope you guys can maybe visualize <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Utah did it too, um, where they weren't giving up the switch as easily too, and they were trying to recover if they did get the switch. But um, yeah, basically, both teams are going to do that. In the playoffs, your weakest defender is going to get picked on. Like, that's just gonna happen so spencer i'm not i'm not fully surprised that they've been trying to pick on him especially when um game one when he was on bullion um granted they did switch the matchups um with the bigger wing 
on Bojan, but that was more so because Brunson. Brunson was playing great defense on Conley. So you could live with um you could live with putting actually Brunson on Conley and letting instead of having Reggie guard Conley and let Reggie handle um, you know, Bojan. And I mean, Spencer, it's 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 just been bad. It's just been bad. But like I said, his slander is it's it's not gonna be as much as what Porzingis was getting because of you know the price tag. So yeah, yeah. I, I just um my the slander's not gonna be the same, but there were really people that thought Spencer Dinwiddie's gonna play better than Jalen Brunson in this matchup. Absolutely was not. Passion, was passionate about it. I'm and like, no offense, if I, I don't even like saying this, but to me, like I don't think you understand like hoops. Not to say you don't watch or anything, but I don't think you fully understand if you think if you thought Spencer was going to outplay Jalen in this series, I don't think you understood. It. Yeah, and the, 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 the other part is, I, you know, I kind of noticed it, but I was like, man, maybe he's just, his knee is acting up. But then I, you know, I just went back and I rewatched some games. Like the coaching staff was kind of telling you, they stopped playing Spencer down the stretch of the season, especially when we play like tougher teams. Like Milwaukee, he only got like 23 minutes. Jalen played like 35. We played Utah last time, ironically enough. He only played 20 minutes. Um, so with our, you know, that's when we were fighting for the four seed. These were really good teams that we needed to win. He wasn't playing. He wasn't playing as much. And I think, you know, shout out to when he first got here, he had some game winners. He did a good job. You know, I like Spencer, but I always felt it, it always felt unsustainable to me. Oh, um, it always was. It always was. Because he, he's never been like, he was shooting like 45% from three. He never did that shit in his life. And people kind of oh, yeah. lied to themselves because, well, he never played with Luca. That's my man's. He ain't never been splashy like that. No, I don't. I don't. That's why I, I was waiting for the numbers. I didn't think it was going to happen right as the playoffs started, but I was waiting for those numbers to come back down to earth. I knew they were going to come down to earth. Yeah. I just, my, my issue with him is even when he was shooting tour dates, even when he was breaking free throws, he was at least aggressive and attacking the basket. And the reason I'm so upset with him yesterday is like he wasn't really attacking the basket like that. I mean, he baptized Gobert game three. Like, bro, you got to keep that show rolling. Um, I don't know. Um, side note, uh, <laughs> I want to tell the story because it's, it's, I went, me and a few people from, Black Mavs Twitter met up and watched the game yesterday. You know, it was a couple of our favorites, you know, our girl T, Jazz. And the cool thing is everybody's energy, uh, Kenny, everybody's energy on the timeline matches in person. But the reason I tell the Spencer story is my phone wasn't working. So I had to keep tapping T like, hey, has this nigga scored yet? He had like zero half, I think late into the third quarter. It might even been into the fourth quarter. And we was just sitting there befuddled. Like, dog, he ain't scored yet. Like, it seriously became a hot topic conversation. I'm like, fam, you can't be the third option, third best player. And some people were swearing up and down. He was second. Like a lot of people. And you, in the playoffs, you got zero points late in the quarter. Like, we literally didn't believe he, it, it's nuts, man. It's really, 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 really nuts. I, I can't believe he's doing this. I'm not going to lie to you. That's it. I didn't see this. I knew he wouldn't play great, but the whole them targeting him on defense, 
it blew my mind, man. Like that shit was working. Like yeah, why, yeah. why was he, why could, why was Boyan giving him buckets, but not Jalen Brunson? Like that's kind of crazy. And he gave Jalen Brunson a bucket here and there, but he gave, I think he was six for 10 or seven for 10. Because it's okay. So defense and honestly, I hate, I usually hate when people say that because it, it negates the fact that defense is a skill too. And you need yeah. the skill to play defense, but defense is really effort. And yeah. what separates, you know, people like a Spencer from like a Brunson is that um, Spencer, if he feels like he's getting beat, he won't even try to recover. Luca's that way too. And it really pissed me off about Luca. Like if Luca gets beat sometimes, like it, he'll just let him get self get beat. And it was like, okay, whatever. Um, sometimes, yeah, I get it back on the other end. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it back on her. That's fine. Spencer's like that, where if he like if, if he feels like you're getting the best of him, he won't even try to like recover. He was like, he's like, it's kind of fine. So when Boyan has him, like if I see Boyan on him in the post and he feels like he's really getting worked, he he'd probably just give him the bucket. Brunson isn't going to stop like trying to at least hold his own. That's where the difference lies. Um, so that's you know, defense being really that's um that is true. Um, too. So I just think, I mean, I didn't expect what I was surprised by. I didn't think he was going to be this bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Me this, either. Me either. I didn't think he was going to be this bad. Like, and the indecisiveness, that's to me, that's the big thing. Him and Jalen, like in game one, him and Jalen, it was the same shit. Not even just Jalen, everybody. Um, that they were just scared to shoot in the paint with Gobert there. And they were just so scared and didn't know what to do. Game two, Spencer was pretty much the same way, but the difference was Brunson wasn't. Brunson understood, okay, I should not, you know, I if I'm driving, I should know what I'm going to do when I'm about to drive. And Brunson mastered that pretty much. It's in this indecisiveness is going to kill you against Utah, especially if you're trying to, um, you know, drive it and all that. You have to know what you're going to do, especially with Gobert on the floor. You can't be afraid of him. Is he going to block you from time to time? Absolutely. He's fucking 7-1, you know, with a freaky wingspan. He's going to block you from time to time, but he cannot block you all the time. And I think that's where the difference lies. And you saw that when Spencer was um, decisive and actually, you know, wasn't just trying to throw a bullshit and foul bait. He either actually got fouled or he made the shot, a.k.a. the dunk, you know, when he attacked and all that. Like, you just have to be decisive. And Spencer has a horrible habit horrible habit even when he was in Washington of just dribbling the ball and not really knowing exactly what he's going to do but um and then when he realizes oh shit it's six seconds left I have nothing sidestep three yeah sidestep three or let me throw a grenade to somebody that's you can't play like that you can't play like that. and the difference with like him and Luca doing that Luca is probably going to make something out of nothing with um like if he's dribbling too long and he doesn't really have much He's probably gonna make something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Um, Spencer's not doing that. Spencer isn't doing that. Um, so he just has to give us more. And my, what I'm envisioning for the rest of the series, because um, I said, you know, Mavs in six was my prediction, and I'm sticking with that. I've stuck with that, even when Luca wasn't playing all that. I stuck mm-hmm. with Mavs in six, and I wanted Mavs in five. Um, but you know, obviously that didn't happen. So now I'm still sticking with Mavs in six, and I'm predicting game five to be the Luca game where um he you know we're at home this is his first home game this this season it's gonna be electric he's, he's his minutes are gonna you know go up and you know he's a rhythm player so you know with more minutes he probably should look good 
um if he's not getting too tired because of his conditioning but um I just expect I, I don't know I feel like he's gonna be a big Luka game and he's going to win us the game um and I think we're gonna get a big Spencer game yeah I think I I I, I I'm just waiting for it like yeah. you know and I I this might just be me being delusional um, and it might just be, but you can't tell me like he won't even have a game where he just loses, where it doesn't even make sense. Like he just loses his mind. Like, like he's one of those kind of players where you're like, this game don't even make sense. Like I'm really hoping for it. I, I hear you. I hope so. Um, I just I watched his possessions and I'm like, bro, I don't know what you was thinking when I watched Jalen's possessions. I'm like, shit, you just missed a shot. You know, you got where you want to go. His process is bad right now. Does that make it sense? It is, but that's what that's my whole point. Like his process is bad, and I don't see it improving. But like, he can't have a game where like he just makes them on accident. Man, you know, like where it doesn't I, even make sense. I, where he's going, I, you know, like I, bullshit, but they're going in. My, my prediction, you know, I, I think, man, I think Luca and Jalen gonna look like fucking Kyrie and LeBron next game. I there if you rewatch it, there were so many situations where once Luca got Rudy switched on him and it actually worked flawlessly. Luca made the perfect read. Jalen went to the hole and smoked the easiest layup he'll ever get. Yeah but, they, yeah. but they just don't have any fucking there's no counter for that, bro. There's no counter unless you there's not, unless you go under and you play drop and then you fucking play drop on Luca Doncic. It's we know how that's gonna end. And yeah, vice- they can't go under. They went under in game two, and that's how Brunson got 41. Exactly. So you can't do that to Jalen. You can't do that to Luca. So you got to go ahead and switch it out. And I hope Luca, because he hit a couple. He did. He, you've heard me say this before, calling it the, the Rudy bait, because he splashes him sometimes. But I still don't like the process. I don't care if he's making it. Throw that bitch to somebody else, to Jalen or Spencer if they're on the court, and let them go to the hole immediately that's better basketball even if you are making that step back three i'm sorry um it just is and i i think i think the coach is gonna tell him like dog give it up and because luca did it it the the result won what we wanted but the process worked i just think they're gonna spam that shit over and over and over and the jazz is like that's the thing the jazz don't have answers to what we got going on you know what i'm saying that's why i think we're gonna win that's why i'm so confident like, there's really no answers, but hope we fuck up. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm like, at this point, if we just execute well, we, we'll win the series. Um, if we fumble a series, it, it'll be because we didn't execute. And at that point, you have to ask the questions to Jay Kidd. Mm-hmm. You have to ask the questions to Luca. You have to ask the questions to just a lot of people if you're going to fumble that type of execution because, like, the Jazz can defend us. They can defend us. Um and that was during the regular season and it's more obvious now in the playoffs when you specifically scheme against them they can't they can't defend it and a lot of people are talking about you know the Mavs going away from what worked and all that but I I I, the thing is I can't even hold too much stocking that because that was a bullshit narrative by the way yeah but I can't even hold too much stock in that because like game honestly last game was probably a mickey mouse a mickey mouse game and not even because we lost even if we won i probably still would have called it a mickey mouse game even though we won the mickey mouse game just because that's not what's going to be like 
the norm moving forward in these next couple games. Like, Luca's not going to only play 34 minutes, barring, you know, foul trouble. But if he's not in foul trouble, he's going to play more. <laughs> That's one. Hopefully, Maxi isn't in foul trouble. So, Maxi is going to be playing more and closing. And that's another thing. Maxi wasn't closing yesterday. It was Dwight Powell. So yeah. people are like, you went away from what worked. Well, duh. We kind of had to. We, we didn't because, have any we didn't have any options. Yeah, it's different. You put Powell out there. It's not just, oh, drive past the ball handler and kick it out for three. Now they're helping because Powell is not a threat, you know, to score from um three. Now it's not just, yeah, you drive by. They can help with Powell out there. Go bear can be on Powell and Rome and he doesn't have to worry about going back to help on his guy because his guy is not really an offensive threat so that's what I'm saying it's not it's not um it's not um it doesn't really matter yeah and uh, the other aspect of it is uh (sighs) this is the thing Bertans for better for worse has contributed um but dog you can't play him and Luca at the same time so that's kind of it's kind of weird with him but I feel like he should have got more minutes than he did because Luca there was what Luca played 34 minutes 34 yeah yeah so there was 14 non-Luca minutes you could have tried his ass out there and I actually think he should have been on the court I don't think Spencer has earned the right to be on the court no matter what with the game winding down in the playoffs. That's what I said. He didn't need to be closing. That's what that's why I was like, when people are like, well, kid could have just not played Powell and went like super, super small. Spencer was not showing anything in that game that warranted him to yeah. be playing in the like, clutch. I would have took Reggie Bullock. And he can't defend. So it's like Yeah. I, I would have took Reggie in the game. And that's I I, I just I'm talking I'm not even talking. You you said defensively. I'm not even talking about the. I'm talking about that last play. I would have took Reggie in the game over Spencer. Mm. I probably would have took Davis over. Uh, I probably put. I would have put Davis in there over Dwight. I know he hadn't played, but it, they not gonna leave him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I I just I don't like that lineup that was on the court. The I didn't either. He was. They were definitely trying to. What I think that went wrong was um not even went wrong but first of all i don't think brunson was supposed to be the person getting the ball on the inbounds you don't think it was you don't think it was i don't think brunson was supposed to get it no okay you don't think it was the play that was running for sacramento it felt like it was starting like Mm -hmm. that i that's what i thought but here's the thing it didn't seem like brunson was the reason why i say that is because it looked like they were looking to get luca the ball and it, it it got um they were denying Luca on the inbound, so they threw to Brunson, and then Brunson was that. That's why I think yeah, Brunson yeah. Didn't and then the thing with Brunson, watching all like his stat line was solid, but if you watch his possessions, he I mean he smoked the layup, airballed shots he had been making all game. He was either tired or his back like because it was it was bad offensively for him late in the game, so. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I don't think he wanted to shoot because he, something was up. Yeah, he could have drove. He could have drove. He had the lane. He had the lane. And I think Gobert would have helped. It was either going to be, like, a butt-naked-ass floater. like, yeah. Or Gobert would have come help and Finney Smith would have been yeah. wide open in the corner. And Finney Smith would have made that. He was right in front of Utah. Oh, he my made God. That. That's the I thing. No, that... he would have made that. 
but you know it is what it is we can't dwell but I, I don't think I think the play got like blown up a bit I think Luca was supposed to get the ball because when kid was saying kid is like it's a downhill the reason why I 100% think Luca was supposed to get the ball initially anyway was him kids saying that they didn't advance as to get Luca downhill so he can read better to me that means he's getting the ball on the inbounds right because where Jalen got him the ball, it was kind of what close to half courtish. That's yeah. the same thing as advancing the ball, you know. So yeah. I think it got blown up. They the Jazz blew it up well. So we can um thank the Jazz for that. Um, or not thank the Jazz for that, but like credit the Jazz for that. Um, they they blew it up. I think they blew it. Up. I don't think Luca or Brunson, I don't think Brunson was supposed to get the ball on the inbounds. Yeah, it's probably right. I mean, and honestly, even with the play blowing up. If Jalen would have got it up quicker, gotten to the play quicker, Spencer could have swung it to Dorian, even with everything we said. That's what I'm saying. Because, boy, Dorian was butt naked. He might have could have got it to him anyway. And uh, you know Dorian was making that shit. Dorian was going to make that shot, man. No no doubt in my mind. But, you know, it is what it is. Can't dwell. We got to move on to game five. We got another game. Um, Mavs in six at the end of the day. That's what it's going to be this is playoff hoops man playoff yeah. hoops gonna be easy. yeah and that's the thing let's be honest i thought we beat the jazz i still think we beat the jazz we ain't that fucking good just to be five one four one in them if we without luca for three games like we gotta you know what i'm saying like you know i, I y'all know i i shit man i feel like me and you might be the biggest Jalen defenders in the Mavs universe space outside that weird old stand account, if not even us, I didn't see the 40 balls. I thought he'd average 25 to 30 points. Exactly. I ain't see 40 balls. Exactly. So for this to be the way this is, yeah, man. Yeah, we we good, y'all. We good. Calm down. Yeah, we're fine. That's what I'm saying. This was five, like winning in five was always going to be the best case scenario, especially yeah. with um Luca not playing the whole series. That was always going to be best case scenario. So you know it is what it is. Um, like I said, we have like well, honestly, guys, we have more adjustments to go to than they do. We do. We have. We just have. We we have way more stuff to go to. Like granted, they um what one thing they did do well though they um did well in denying Luca in the post um when he was trying to post up some of um you know Utah's small guards they really did a good job of you know denying him the ball and they had to get to other things so I just think um we just have more little things that we can do to make the game easier and we can always like I said if, if Maxi stays out of foul trouble um we can always fall back on you know dribble penetration and um getting wide open threes and if gobert and one thing gobert was doing better he was closing out to shooters better last mm-hmm. he was he was, he was much quicker he yeah. was much quicker but he can't be in two places at once he can't be in two places at once and if he's really jumping out to contests granted his recovery is really good attack that closeout baby attack mm-hmm. that closeout go in for a dunk you know like there's things we can do. I'm just saying, there's, there's a lot of things we can there, do. There, that's the thing in rewatching the game that pissed me off. I felt like, I'm going to go ahead and say it, because people were like, I can't believe you don't want Luca to play. In, in retrospect, I wish Luca didn't play. Uh, and Because I felt like bringing Luca back at home would have 
even if we lost yesterday still, I felt like would have had a different energy just because I, Jalen had it going so much and you could tell like when he first started the game, he said Jalen didn't hit a shot to like the second quarter. But then once he got locked in, he realized, okay, this is, I'm back in it. And he shit basically helped pack him up in the third quarter. I thought oh, it was, yeah. I thought that shit was over in the uh, first part of the fourth. And I'm not, I don't want to have this conversation yet. I'm going to wait until the off season because I think, I think Jason Kidd is a good enough coach where they might even fix it in the playoffs, but I don't think Luke is easy. To have a, I don't think Luke is that easy to play with. If you can dribble, I think it fucks your rhythm up. If you used to dribbling the ball to get your shit off. And I, I'm not mad at Luca about it because he's done it the same way for so long. But I do think there's an adjustment period in dealing with that and to adjust to that on the road in the playoffs, along with Luca being just a little rusty with some of the passes he made. That's why I think that's why I I, I probably would have just rolled with what we had, but it don't matter. We still going to beat these boys. And the bottom line is Dog, we get Jalen can play in the playoffs. Not only can he play, he he's proven his worth. We even if we somehow lose this series, the my big thing for this playoff run was we're at the point as a franchise where regular season shit don't matter, good or bad. If you're good in the regular season, that's cool. How you doing the playoffs? If you're bad in the regular season, it don't matter. Cool. How do you play in the playoffs? And Jalen proven his worth. I think it's important, and shout out to Spencer, but, baby boy, if you can't play, you can't play. We got to move on. So I'm happy with how this series, I think we beat him in six, but I'm happy with how this series. I, I needed the answers for this roster, and I feel like I'm getting them. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. Yes, there's an ice cream truck right outside my window, so oh, I don't you know good. if you guys are hearing that. But, yeah, but I think – um I, I agree. I think like like you said earlier in the pot, like you need to know, um, like I don't think we can afford to just have like guys who are just regular season players on the roster anymore. You need to know who you can go like into the playoffs with and play with. And I mean, for the most part, it is what you think it is. Like, you know, Powell is not gonna be a high minutes guy in the playoffs. Um he I don't think he's completely unplayable, you know, in the playoffs, but he's he shouldn't be a high minutes guy. Mm-hmm. Um and you know Josh Green, he's, he's he's been better, but he's not quite ready for you know um, huge playoff minutes either. Until he really gets his shot under control, and not even just his shot. Like um, he did better, um, especially in Game Three. I think kid, you know, put him in a better spot. But still, like the dribbling around when nobody's guarding you and looking confused, that you know that has to improve. Um, but other than that, I think we, you know, we, we see, and when you look at your playoff series and then other teams playoff series, you can see them on the league patterns. And one of the biggest things for me, and I hope other Mavs fans have been seeing it too, is these slow footed dinosaur ass bigs. <laughs> they're stop it. They cannot play in the playoffs. Well, well, they can't play, bro. You Join can't, them. you can't count on them to play. 25 and up 25 you can you can you can run them out there for about 20 minutes a game 
and if that it that's even if that you know what I'm saying like outside got 14 minutes last game and that was one of his best games and he got 14 minutes <laughs> you know what I'm saying 14 minutes Steven Adams they stop start they banished him he can't play Simon Junius he has to play but he can't play like Pelicans look so much better with, with him off the floor you know what I'm saying so some of these 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 bigs they would get they would get swept if they were forced to leave Jonas out there you see Gobert granted he you know he played yes and all that but Gobert got benched game three and this is a two that super max player so I'm I'm saying these these bigs like do we need and um, listen rim protection is vital right we need rim protection but these some of these bigs that that people been drooling over just because they can grab some rebounds I'm sorry we they can't play in the playoffs they can't play in the playoffs. Steven oh, Adams has been oh, helping the Pelicans on, on the boards a lot, which is why you kind of have to play him. But they look so much better with Nance at the five. Yeah. And those Nance units with switchable. Switching what is what wins in the playoffs nowadays. Switching. Yeah. It's v- switching. Vucci, man, is a disaster. Well, he was a disaster. He, I will say, he showed up game, was it the game they won? It was the game, game one and game two he showed up and I guess that was all he was giving us for the playoffs because, oof, he looked bad today. Yeah, so I'm just like, listen, um, you got to – you're right in that, yeah, we're looking for playoff kind of players now, and these dinosaur bigs, they're not it. I'm so sorry, and they're <laughs> not it. And another thing that you could see yesterday, I wasn't hearing too much about the rebound discrepancy. Why was that? Because their best rebounder returned to the lineup. And Luca yep. was grabbing them hoes. He was grabbing them hoes. <laughs> like just scheme wise. I'm not not to say that like obviously rebounding can always be better, but it's not y'all can't be looking at just rebounding numbers at face value. You have to be looking at rebounding rate, both offensive and defensive rebounding. Yeah, we... That's how you judge rebounding. And we're not bad at rebounding. So especially with our actual best rebounder come back in the lineup like Luca's more than likely going to get the rebounds anyway especially with the schemes you're playing if nah. we play a switching scheme if people that's what I'm saying people don't understand this if you're mainly playing a switching scheme your big is if, if your big is switching onto the perimeter obviously your big won't be in the paint to grab the boards <laughs> like please just just understand that if you're playing a switching scheme your big, if your big is switching onto the perimeter, they won't be in the paint when the shot goes up to grab the boards. <laughs> it's why Luca and the other grabs are the ones like Brunson was grabbing boards too. Brunson was grabbing some important boards too. It's, why do you think guards are grabbing? Hey, boards? hey, that's SJ, SJ, this series has went four games. I think Brunson led the Mavericks and rebounds till Luca got back. He's because, the second leading rebounder on the team, and it's not because or bakes can't rebound it's literally because of her switching scheme that's one thing people don't understand that these dinosaur bigs they're grabbing all the boards because they're in drop all day oh. <laughs> they just camp in the paint nah, and, and low-key andre drummond and jonas did it too them niggas be tapping in they misses at the round <laughs> tapping in misses. so when they get 17 boards five of them is offensive yeah. and not offensive off their teammates yeah. um misses is off yeah. their own yeah. so it's like these the rebounding stuff is super overblown super especially if, if if i ask you to tell me what the rebounding rate is and you can't tell me what it is 
I don't want to hear you telling me about rebounds, though. Uh, we, I don't want to hear it. I, I brought it up. We were, like, from a defensive rebounding percentage standpoint. So when it comes to on a missed shot, who are the best teams in the NBA of, of grabbing, basically not giving up offensive rebounds? We were seventh in the whole NBA. Exact. Thank you. And, Thank you. and that, on, to me, that's why Come when on. people talk about we need a rebounder, I don't, I don't, I'm not dismissive of anybody's opinion because shit, I didn't think Spencer Dinwiddie would be getting fucking picked on in the playoffs. So that's some shit I didn't see, and I, I just didn't see it. So who am I to shit on somebody else's opinion? But at the same time, it's just like, hey man, facts is facts. You know what I'm saying? And I know we gave up a lot of rebounds, offensive rebounds to go bear this series, but you got to give something. And we're you know, smaller than him. He's seven one with like what an eight one wingspan or something like that, or seven nine yeah. wingspan or something crazy like that. We're yeah. there's just no way we can le- like legitimately like, like stop that. We're like some of the best bigs in the NBA, guys for y'all, like not you know, I hate Andre Drummond is such a lightning rod because I still would take him as like a couple million dollars 15 oh, a backup big absolutely yeah, backup big i would i would love andre like big. i want them to target andre Drummond in all season to play like 15 20 minutes i just don't want to hear shit about andre Drummond's is not a better basketball player than dwight powell fuck it i'm gonna say it. i'll stand on it i will stand on that because dwight powell can at least hold up in a switch okay see okay i wouldn't say he's not a better basketball player than um powell i don't know if i say that but he is a powell is a better starting center <laughs> like like as a starting center Powell is better I would rather Powell be starting for me than Drummond starting for me if that makes you know, sense. I don't think Andre Drummond could switch and he can't switch but that's not the only skill Drummond has a lot of more a lot more offensive skill than I think um Powell has he does he Powell, does no, have he skill does. but he, he does he just plays so stupid it's it, he plays stupid, but I see you, we still have to remember that he was a two-time All-Star in Detroit when offense was running through him. I know, I know. He, he could, oh, he's know. not a bad player. I just feel like if he gets with the right coaching staff, he could just some a, a, a flick, a light would switch, right? Like JaVel McGee, I've always felt the same way, and it didn't happen until he was in his fucking late 30s, well, early 30s. And I just feel like Andre Drummond, that's there. And I'm looking at the way this coaching staff has got made players better. I don't think he's physically capable of like switching, but I think he could be useful here. I'd like to add him to the to the stable. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I wouldn't. I'm not turning, you know, my nose up on Drummond as a backup big. He's premium at that. I think as a backup big, Drummond is one of the premium backup bigs that you can get. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just um, I don't even know what we're talking about. But um, <laughs> low key, I'm sick. Loki, I have no idea. We, we can wrap. I, I'm not. Up. We just need to wrap it up. We we starting to ramble. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I I think we went. I uh, just get the predictions out the way. We went in six. We went in in six. Yes, sir. My my prediction is I think they watched the film and I think fucking Luca and, and Jalen look like LeBron and uh look like LeBron and uh Kyrie did against the Warriors. Oh, I will, oh I hope so. That, that's my prediction because low key this shit almost happened yesterday. Jalen just fucking was missing shots he make. Like, he was getting everywhere he wanted to. The double 30 points was on the table from them. And last time, after game one, where I you know I went back and I watched, Jalen got where he wanted. He just missed shots he made. 
And I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna happen next game. Luca's still gonna be Luca. I think you get the double thirty points. I think uh just those two dudes going off is gonna make shit easy for every single everyone else. I do think Donovan is going to show up, like you said. He's not gonna shoot eight for forty. There's I don't know, man, because he did score like fucking 30 points in the second half of a game already. So I don't know. Like maybe that game has already happened, but I think Bojan is gonna fall off. And I, I think, think Clarkson's falling off. I just saw I was his, just um, about to say that too. Okay. I don't think I'll be he, close to his splits. That I'm so sorry. He's shooting 60 60 splits. I'm sorry. That's done. That's dead. <laughs> that that's the regression is hitting next game. He's not doing that again. Exactly. So and that's we at the crib. And I, I think they they that's the thing that bothers me is that they low-key didn't have shame and was trying to fold up and we just didn't take it from them. But I think they just should we just better than them. I just think they realize it and we go ahead and pack them up and I think they give it a, a, a decent effort game six, but we just better than them. They can't guard us and we beat them and we win at six. That's my plan. That's my belief. I'm gonna stick it to stick to it. Yes, sir. So uh, once again, we thank everybody for listening to this as always. Um, this is another episode of 21 Going On 77. We will holler y'all next week. Um, shout out to uh, Jazz, T, Almi, Mia. Um, oh my God, I'm forgetting. I'm, y'all, I'm sick. And the people that's hearing this know that I'm sick because we sick together. Shout out to everybody that showed up in person every day. The internet is a uh, weird place where weird shit happens, but to actually meet people you met from the internet and everybody was cool and the vibes was good. That shit is special. That uh, that was cool, especially coming out the pandemic. I ain't met no new people in a minute, so it was cool to 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 vibe in person. So hopefully, hopefully, we can do it again next round, and hopefully we can get SJ on the flight to come enjoy with us. But Either way it go, thank y'all for listening, and we will uh, holler at y'all next weekend. Peace.